1: This is Top Flight Time Machine. My name is Andy Dawson.
0: My name is Sam Delaney.
1: And we now return to our original uh, purpose Mm. of this podcast, which was to do Premier League seasons one by one. Um, And we kind of got a little bit sidetracked, didn't we, Sam, by Roy Keane's book...
0: Yeah, we did a bit. We went deep diving into it. But look, it's all good. It's because this, I guess, you know, this podcast became, it grew into a monster very quickly. It's the world's number one podcast now. And then we realised well, hang on, this is a cash cow. We're making millions out of this. And everyone everyone wants to have sex with us, which is great. <laughs> yeah. But there's only been a few Premier League seasons. So then what happens yeah. when we run out of steam? No more do, sex. No more sex ever again. So we thought, no more sex, no more money. We don't want to live that way. No. So we decided to do a deep dive into Roy Keane's book to stretch our <laughs> whole fucking palaver And now, out. even more sex. <laughs> now we're bad. we've had more sex than ever. Um, because people like an Irish accent yeah. and they especially like it when it's mixed with Jamaican. What you got there is the world's <laughs> two sexiest races blended together. Definitely. Um, so Mission accomplished. you're a double threat. Um, but now we're back to the bread and butter.
1: Yeah, we are. I don't know if it'll work or not. We've still got the mojo for doing Premier well, League. Well, I've seasons.
0: looked through the notes that you put together, and mm. this is a good season. You reckon? Yeah, I've got All a right. lot. I've got a lot to say. So yeah. Ooh, we'll let's, let's get into it. It's 2006,
1: 2007. Um, at the beginning of it, Chelsea were looking for a hat trick of league titles under Jose Mourinho. They'd won the previous two. Uh, Mourinho enhanced his Chelsea squad with Andrei Shevchenko. Was it AC Milan? He got in from. You think so? Yeah. I think, Let's see. It was Michael Ballack, Ashley Cole as well. He came in with William Gallas going. The other Just way to won Arsenal. the league
0: twice, and mm. then you bring in that trio of players. Yeah. It's not fucking bad, is it? He's not pissing about, is he? No. Um,
1: Arsenal themselves moved into the Emirates Stadium. Mm. Um, West Ham, very interesting West Ham season. Is it West Ham? You've got a lot to say about. It, Sam?
0: Well, what do you think? Yeah, of course it is. It's a very eventful season okay for West hell, Ham, isn't
1: it? You got Alan Pardew in charge. Yeah, which is an event in It's itself. almost
0: a turning point season for West Ham. It was like it was the beginning of the chapter that we've been in ever since. Yeah, if you see what I mean. I think I do. Mm.
1: So you have got Alan Pardew in charge, who has, uh, and, and then he brings in Carlos Tevez and Javier Mascherano. With the help of Keir
0: Jurabcian. Jura- Jura- Jurabchian. How- so he was a bloke who had shown interest in buying West Ham. That's right. A shady sort of... a, uh, Well, kind of like a exotic <laughs> kind of playboy. A little bit like a character from um, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. A grifter. Yeah. Very smooth, handsome. Lo- loads of gel in his hair. All Unbelievable apart. amount. And you see him on telly. And he's on camera being filmed live on the other side of the country, and yet you can still smell the expensive Armani aftershave coming <laughs> through your TV set. <laughs> anyway, this transfer window, this transfer deadline day was the most memorable transfer deadline day, obviously, ever. Yeah. I woke up extremely excited, like I tend to get on transfer deadline day. It's not sort of thing that... I mean, you're more of an earthy, down, down-to-earth, down kind of no-nonsense football fan. Meat and You, potatoes, you, you yeah. probably think, ah transfer deadline day it's a, it's when, when I, yeah exactly it's for girls when I was a lad you could do a tra- anyway so but I'm sort of like getting up and I've got <laughs> my <laughs> <laughs> I've got has big, he been? I've got, transfer deadline day. I've me? got a big foam finger on like saying we are number one I dress up like Jim White for the day uh, my wife leaves me out a special stocking with walnuts and satsumas in and a little scorecard for who I who so I, was, I, I resolved to spend the entire day in front of the internet. And I woke up thinking, we're going to sign Steed Malbrank off of Hulham. <laughs> this is going to be amazing. This is the missing piece of our jigsaw. Because we'd just won the, uh, got to the cup final the year before. Yeah. And it looked like we were really going places under pardue. I thought, Steed Malbrank, that's oh, the missing piece. We're going to get yeah. Malbrank and that'll be that, that will be sorted. And... Um, It was us versus Tottenham for Mal Brank. And that was the whole thing. And then I logged on in the morning at about 8.30am onto the BBC website. Mm. Slow loading those days still. Yeah. Loads up. And the fucking top story says West Ham in dramatic swoop for Tevez and Mascarano. And at the time, Tevez and Mascarano were like the world's hottest talent. Everyone, like Tevez, everyone had heard of him. He was scoring like crazy in the Brazilian league for, mm-hmm. I think, Flamenco. Let's see. yes. Um, and, um, or <laughs> Corinthians, some, one of those fuckers. Might have been them, yeah. Everyone wanted him. So it was like, is he going to go to Barcelona or Real Madrid? Or Manchester United? That was the conversation. Yeah. And he cu- fucking comes to West Ham. I still can't get my head around it. But the funniest bit was trolling Spurs fans who'd, who'd all been giving us banter about Mal Brank and how they were going to steal him from under our noses. <laughs> so it was great to sign t- t- probably the two hottest properties in the footballing world. Yeah. And then be saying to Spurs fans, ah. <laughs> oh, oh, I hope you got Mal Brank. <laughs> That's really going to make a difference. Of course, it didn't quite work out the way that we thought But that day, I was so, I've never been as excited. I couldn't concentrate on anything. And I was in my front room and I had a football. Right. And I was, what would I have been, 31. And I was enacting that year's cup final against right. Chelsea In which Tevez <laughs> scored the winner Pathetic This, this is, is it.
1: it Some of the interesting stuff that went on In the summer before the season um, Lots of takeovers happening David O'Leary was sacked by Aston Villa who would, had been taken over by Randy Lerner the mm. American billionaire and I remember the Villa fans all got really excited because oh we got ourselves an American billionaire well, nothing can go wrong ar- now around
0: this time everyone we were, still, you know, we were still in the just post Abramovich era so everyone thought we're yeah. going to be the next big ones so, yeah. people did think this was going to be an Abramovich situation at everyone Villa, didn't would they? just
1: keep leapfrogging over clubs by getting richer and yeah. richer owners and we in. thought
0: Villa and it would make sense Villa yeah, massive club massive stadium Yeah, big history. Yeah, Martin O'Neill, one of the best managers around. Yeah, yeah, this is it. This is it.
1: O'Leary gone with his babies in his serum, and um, Doug Ellis, of course, gone as well. By the way,
0: what I know we've talked in the past on this show a lot about David O'Leary and his baby serum. What has happened to David Leary? Because at the moment, the Republic of Ireland are looking for a new manager. And in my not ma- mind, I'm going through the roller decks yeah. of potential candidates. I'm thinking, there was some successful Irish managers, particularly Southern Irish managers. And, and I thought, O'Leary has managed big clubs. He's got to be qualified for this position. Mm. And I've not fucking heard of him I wonder, if, he he I wonder if he's I retired from public life. Withdrawn from public life, yeah. like Peter Purvis. Like Peter Purvis, yeah. But uh, it's... I mean, listen, I don't want to cast aspersions, but you've got to admit it's a bit mysterious, isn't it? I'm, I'm on
1: Wikipedia right now. It says O'Leary currently lives in Yorkshire and is married to Joy. Wow. Well. Joy O'Leary. Um, He it, it doesn't seem to have managed anywhere since uh, the United Arab Emirates. So called. how's he ending uh, a living?
0: He? How's he ending a living? Well,
1: he got sacked from Leeds... He, like, got so you nice think he invested there. that in property, I, like, got probably. Sacked from Villa, he got a nice, nice payoff. payoff. There. Went to work United Arab Emirates. he got oh, Well paid money. for that. Why would you bother?
0: Well, I li- like putting your neck on the block. But most people do. It's obviously addictive because all these managers have been sacked countless times. Keep putting their neck on the block. Yeah. You know, your Allardyces and Redknaps of this world could have retired comfortably years ago. Yep. But they don't. So it's obviously there's something addictive beyond the money. But I like if if it is completely innocent. Mm -hmm. and O'Leary has just decided I've got enough to be comfortable you don't need more than this I'm going to withdraw from public life then good luck to him yeah
1: exactly he he did always strike us as a kind of a laid back character that doesn't need the stress and the hassle of being a football manager so well done to him I'd say you know get out while the getting's good when your reputation is fairly damaged but you know
0: (laughs) slack but but not as damaged as it could be yeah exactly it couldn't
1: make it worse yeah so he went, um, Ian Dowie came in at Charlton and replaced Alan Kirbishley, who had chosen to withdraw from public life. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gareth Southgate took over at Middlesbrough, as Steve McLaren got the England job, which still seems
0: inexplicable. Uh, uh, the, everything but, you know. about that sentence is rich with irony, <laughs> Isn't it, yeah. in retrospect.
1: Isn't it just Right into the season, August, Portsmouth were top of the table. Portsmouth led by Harry Redknapp. Uh, who is currently delighting us all and I'm a celebrity get me out of here wonderful I know this is a kind of a. it's not a topical episode but did you see it last night with Noel yeah. Edmonds oh,
0: yeah. it was, it was sensational.
1: you've got Noel Edmonds playing up tarting it up as an emperor yeah. and his assistant who he, he castigates now and again is Harry Redknapp
0: and they sl- and they slept together in a special bed <laughs> they did it was fucking sensational fucking
1: magnificent yeah, how <laughs> was your
0: sleep Noel and he goes well I slept next to Harry Redknapp <laughs> The thing about Noly is, as well, he you know, he is the king of this type of entertainment. Yeah. So he's sort of directing and producing as he goes along. Yeah, exactly. He knows better than even the people making the yeah. show how to make the show work, because he wrote the rule book. It's, so all the little bits of drama and comedy and yeah. jeopardy that he's inserting in, he's, he's doing that. He's like spinning a million he, plates at once. It's like the is. Matrix.
1: Yeah, it's like this is not a reality show, game show for him. This is... His Truman Show.
0: Have you heard that Mr. Blobby might be going into the jungle?
1: I, I, that'd be
0: amazing. That I thought that this I, this TV show couldn't get any better. Yeah. But if the rumors are true and Blobby goes into the yeah, jungle,
1: that would be fucking fantastic. Even if it's just for a deer. like I said on Twitter last night, he'll be r- shouting and rolling around in the fire, melting
0: all that kind of I thing. Here, I shared my be clip brilliant. of my encounter with Bo- with Mr. Blobby. You know, have you seen it? When Mr. Blobby came on I've my award winning show, time
1: machine yeah, account. and
0: yep. uh, it was. And Chris Ryan, my best friend, was on the show that week. Course, and what yep. we wanted to do was see if he could. We knew that he could cope with terrorists in yeah. a hostage situation, but could he cope with Blobby, who we thought was one stage above? <laughs> in terms of volatility, yeah, unpredictability of and danger, we thought Blobby sort of code code crimson, yeah, right? And um, it was interesting because he'd come with a bunch of different... He'd written a book, Chris, about... <laughs> it was really funny, actually. He's written this book. I can't remember what it's called, but it's about... Little things, little things to know about how to cope if you find yourself in a situation of crisis or terrorism. Of course, yeah, that any civilian can use. use You don't need weapons for. Put it this way, Andy. Right? There is a whole chapter about gravel and its uses. Oh, yeah. Now you want to read it, don't you? (laughs) Definitely. Talk about deep dive potential. Another deep dive. Whole chapter about what you can do with gravel. Like you know, if you're if you're near some gravel, just pick up a fistful and throw it in the terrorist's eyes and all this shit. Anyway, he was going to show me some things, and I thought I'm going to surprise him, get Mr Blobby on. And that was a chance encounter. I'd been in the green room at Sky News the previous week and met the wife of Mr Mr. Blobby's agent and booked him there and then on the spot. (laughs) She mentioned casually that her husband was the agent of Mr Blobby, and I said, I want to book him. him. I'll I'll have (laughs) him this Friday. I've got an idea already. I'm going to get Chris Ryan to fight him. (laughs) <laughs> Chris Ryan as you'll see in the clip refused to perform any of his techniques on Blobby and did right. them on me instead sort of beat the shit out of me, to be honest <laughs> but anyway so I know from bitter experience just how dangerous it is dealing with Blobby and I can't wait for him to go into the jungle
1: yeah it might have already happened by the time this goes out Yeah, we'll see uh, so yeah Portsmouth under Harry Redknapp top of the table after five matches four wins and a draw they had Sol Campbell they brought in Nico Cranshaw helping them out so uh, dad's army thing going on there in the September, uh, Manchester City's Ben Thatcher's forearm smash into the face of Portsmouth's Pedro Mendes earns him one of the heaviest punishments ever handed down by the F8. He got banned for eight matches and uh, suspended for another 15 Thatcher matches.
0: Thatcher was a bit of a thug, wasn't he?
1: He was, but everyone said he was a lovely fella off the pitch.
0: Really? But that doesn't matter, does it? There's a few like that. Have
1: you seen the, the footage of it recently?
0: Ah, uh, not oh, recently. I remember hell. that, yeah. It's brutal. Fucking
1: hell. And uh, Thatcher got a yellow card for the... (laughs) He got a
0: yellow, amazing.
1: (laughs) Four-arm smash. Uh, October. Manchester City again. Joey Barton drops his shorts and bears his arse to Everton fans after a 1-1 draw. Uh, I think he got away with that one. He didn't get any sanction or anything Mm. like that. But Ian Holloway had his say later on. And he's Holloway's quote. "I, I don't think it was that bad. It would have been worse if he turned round and dropped the front of his shorts instead. I don't think there's anything wrong with a couple of butt cheeks, personally. If anybody's offended by seeing a backside, get real. Maybe they're just jealous. He's got a real nice, tight one with no cellulite or anything.
0: Oh my God! Get in really there, detailed. hello yeah. He's got a lovely little arse, an arse that most fans would kill for. He's got a lovely little wiggle. The real problem would be if you if he'd shown him if he'd shown his cock. <laughs> no one wants to see his cock. No. Well, you might do. I wonder why it's like. I bet. I bet his cock's got no cellulite either. I
1: reckon it's like dark.
0: <laughs> I think
1: it's darker than the rest of his body. Well, I, I don't. I've I seen. Don't
0: know. I've seen a few cocks like that. Yeah. It looks like a black man's cock on a white <laughs> man's body. Weird. <laughs> but compelling. I never seen it in reverse though. That's no. what's weird. A white man's cock on a black man's body. Never seen it. That'd be a good film though, wouldn't it? <laughs> Bit like face Off, but co- you could call it cock co- Cock switch. You damn it. Denzel Washington and Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. They switch cocks. (laughs) (laughs) With dangerous consequences. (laughs) I think I'll write that down when I get home. (laughs) I think I'm going to get the tin tack soon from whatever job I'm in in football. So perhaps I'll move to Hollywood and be a screenwriter. My first pitch: cock switch. (laughs) (laughs) This This is it. it.
1: Also in October, Reading nil, chelsea 1. Sounds uneventful, mm. but it's the match where uh, Stephen Hunt collided with Petr Cech, fractured his skull, uh, put him out of the game for three months, and of course when he came back he had to wear the sex hat that he still wears to this day. Yes,
0: um, this is interesting because this was some original journalism by you, isn't it? So yeah. you're, you're very much part of this story. Absolutely. Because this is what most people say was why Peter Cech had to wear his helmet, mm. but you have discovered it's that, a in fact it's a sexual thing. It's a fetish thing. And the damage done by Stephen Hunt was negligible. Yeah, of course. It was just a scratch. And, oh. and was Stephen Hunt... What I want to know is, was Stephen Hunt complicit in this, i.e., did Chex people go to Hunt's people with a briefcase full of cash and go, listen, <gasps> our, our client, is <laughs> wants to start wearing a sex hat during yeah. games, yeah. but he doesn't want anyone asking difficult questions. Mm-hmm. So here's the deal. You're going to smash him um, yep. But like wrestling, it won't be hard. But we're going to te- we're going to train you over a period of months yep. to in how to make it look hard, and then bingo, our client gets to wear his sex hat yep. in every professional game henceforth.
1: Yep. Now, um, that's a, quite an allegation you've made there.
0: Just spe- I'm not allegating, I'm speculating. Okay. Uh, I that's can't say anything. Legal.
1: I will give you a, a non-verbal reply.
0: Right. Right. Okay. Interesting.
1: Yeah you saw what I said there yeah non-verbally but what what people don't remember about that match is that Carlo Cudicini what people don't remember about that match is people don't remember
0: how (laughs) lovely everyone's arses was yeah We'll they're all so busy though, looking at Peter Check's head they, they're not looking at Stephen Hunt's arse. As as, as Peter Check was stretching off they made like a guard of honour
1: but they all showed their arses.
0: <laughs> it was bloody lovely oh, sight. Oh I loved it. What a sight to
1: see. Night match as well under the
0: lights gorgeous <laughs> it was glint, glinting off you those cheeks. You couldn't see the dark lads. No. <laughs> some of them who had chance you couldn't see their arse. But the night, the white lads oh they shone oh. out like a beacon some of them. Oh you'll never Especially forget it. Especially the ones from Ireland and Scotland very pale they're complexion. Very, the pale
1: lands yeah, yeah I remember that so well. <laughs> Beautiful. I think I score it. Um Carlo Cudicini came on as a sub for Czech and was also knocked out
0: oh, by Ibrahima
1: sake. Sonko. And he spent the night in hospital as well. I don't know so if they both were. Both in...
0: keepers got knocked out in yeah, one game. Yeah. That is not on. Yeah, and Chelsea finished the match with John Terry in goal. By the way, I hate Reading. Do you hate Reading for any particular reason? A number, but we're gonna get onto it. Because there's a there's a one oh, is of the something, reasons. Something it's West coming Ham up. related, is it? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, not entirely. It's more of a, <laughs> right. a, just a dis- dislike for them, objectively.
1: OK. Um, November, Alex Ferguson celebrated 20 years at Old Trafford with a 3-0 win against Portsmouth. That's, that's it, really. There's nothing more to add than mm. like that. Uh, Ian Dowie was sadly sacked by Charlton after mm. about four months, but was then replaced by his assistant, Les Reed, who was the former uh, FA Technical Director, but he'd been appointed as FA Technical Director, by Howard Wilkinson, which immediately casts a shadow of uh, ineptitude read, over the in whole thing. Still in the thing. news
0: today, but he's I mean, just got south of the He's one of these guys who sort of is around in some sort of executive role, and he keeps popping up Forrest Gump like everywhere. Yeah, and I'm- he's obviously had a lot of well-paid jobs. And um, there was once a mix-up whereby a club accidentally appointed Les Paul, the guitar inventor, <laughs> as their technical director. Um, but apparently (laughs) he did a decent job did he? yeah he'd done all his badges
1: here's something about Les Reid from uh, his Wikipedia page in Stephen Gerrard's autobiography Gerrard said he had no respect for Les Reid after the way he treated him during England's Euro 2000 campaign Gerard wrote to this day I have no respect for Reid or fellow coach Derek Fusackley I was a young lad who had never been away from home to play football before they didn't seem to understand not everyone can board a plane settle in a strange hotel far from the family they love and find it easy in fact they made me feel like shit
0: fucking my hell
1: my homesickness worsened wherever, whenever I was forced to be in their company I felt they should have, could have shown more care and sympathy they were always pushing me always telling me to book up my ideas
0: fucking hell that does sound horrible
1: doesn't it sound fucking awful Police. So and then there is a lot
0: of bullying in football, I think.
1: Yeah, and and in this podcast as well. Yeah, that, that, again, that's non-verbal communication. By,
0: by you to me,
1: pretty much. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, 2002, Reid replaced Wilkinson as FA's technical director. Uh, fast forward a few years, 2008, Reid was appointed assistant manager on a voluntary basis at Bishop Stortford. <laughs> so you know it's been a roller coaster for him. And recently he was at Southampton, but he's been mm. given the uh, given the sack from that job as well. Strange, strange times. But Les read let's see how it works out for Les Reed at Charlton. <laughs> Into December, Les Reed sacked by Charlton. <laughs> <laughs> sacked by Charlton on Christmas Eve after one win in just six matches. Um Rewind a bit at the start of December, and at West Ham, Alan Parge was sacked. Yeah. Because the takeover had happened, and it wasn't Kierdrobachiun J- J- that did it. Yeah. It was egget Manus- Magnusson, a yeah. man who. Ironically, it looks like an egg, it does, albeit yeah. a diseased egg.
0: Yeah, he was just the front man. There was a richer man behind the scenes Ooh, who was the a, actual a larger egg. The money man. And he was like the biggest, the, the biggest banker in right. Iceland. And of course, um, when the financial crash happened just a year and a half later, Iceland went first and he lost all his money, which is why we ended up in the hands of... Um, the, the two Davids who still own us to this day. And, and it was a very strange time, this for West Ham. So dramatic because we'd had a, two seasons of, of joy. We'd been promoted by the playoffs. We'd had an amazing season back in the prim, first season back in the Premier League. I think cup final we well, ended up it? finished 10th and yeah. got to the cup final. And it was a great time. And then we build on that by starting the following season by signing Tevez so Mascherano. and Mascarano. And everything seems absolutely fucking sensational. And then we just go off to the worst start, and there was all sorts of rumours flying around, rumours like Alan Pardew was so pleased with himself yeah. after the decent start it made to Premier League life that he turned up for pre-season <laughs> training in a red Ferrari.
1: <laughs> the rest of the lads,
0: all the Pardew. young team, Anton Ferdinand, um, what's his name, Nigel Rio, Coco was a captain at the time, by fucking baby Bentleys, and all the rest of it. They, it went to all of their heads, allegedly. And then Tevez <laughs> gets signed, and a couple of them get dropped, so... Mas- Hayden Mullins is dropped for fucking Mascarano and the <laughs> squad go mad and sort of down tools because Hayden's their mate and in the end Pards has to put fucking Mullins back in the team and it's just ridiculous. You know, like Marlon sulk sulking because he's been dropped for Carlos Tevez. Tevez gets dropped. <laughs> fucking chaos it was. A chaotic time.
1: Magnificent. Jalapeño. And Alan Kerbishley comes in. He uh, returns to public life after his (laughs) self-imposed exile after a Charlton job. And then New Year's Day, Reading 6, West Ham 0.
0: Well, I went to this.
1: Is this why you hit Reading?
0: One of the reasons. I've been to Reading... Please elaborate. I've been to Reading a few times away, and it's a fucking... I mean, it's a convenient away game because it's near London. One of the things that annoys me is that they occasionally are referred to and some of their fans refer to themselves as a London club, Ooh. which is, f- like, just <laughs> fucking absurd. It's in Berkshire. It's fucking miles away. <laughs> I'm
1: not from the south,
0: as you know. I know. But well, I know
1: where things exactly. are. And fuck me. Reading's not on so the south. So it's floor.
0: like, because it's a nothing place where nothing's ever fucking happened, <laughs> right? They kind of, like, Apart in, beating in, West six in, a, in a grab day. for some sort of fucking interest the, your credibility or what have you they occasionally came from London which is hilarious um, it's the fucking height of plastic mm. it is jester hat central so I went to this game and their fans are all dressed in these silly fucking just they're, they're, it's all like replica shirts and fucking jester hats but quite mouthy right. but like a mate that you might meet at a barbecue going back to our favourite sort of analogy you're, yeah. at, you're at a barbecue and you don't want to go and it's a friend of your missus or something yeah. And there's a twat there who perhaps works in her office or is the boyfriend of someone who works in her office. And he doesn't really like, he doesn't know anything about football. Right. But he's had a couple of souls. Yeah. And he goes, "Ah, oh, so, uh, huh, here you're into the old footy. <laughs> Straight away, you're like, He's just said footy. What a cunt. Yeah. Here you're into the old footy. Oh, I could wear the football myself. Yeah. I'm a Reading fan. Who are you <laughs> West Ham. Huh. The scum. And you realise, <laughs> Oh, they, he thinks this is banter because he's heard. That what football fans do is they share banter and they take the piss out of each other, yeah. and he thinks he can do it, but he's a humourless twat, yeah, and he doesn't really know how to judge it, so he's just being a is, bit rude. Can
1: I just kind of just interject? Is this based on an actual barbecue you were
0: at? No, okay, but I have met people like that. Does it I'm just a, seemed very realistic. No, there is a real st- one of the real. St- this has happened to me a few times. I mean, listen, right? This is a lot of Chelsea fans. Chelsea, Arsenal fans. Not all of them are like. It. I've got loads of really great Chelsea fans and Arsenal fans, proper you, ones. Proper ones, yeah. But you, but it's a, uh, I feel sorry for the proper ones who I know of, of, whom, of whom there are loads, because they are, they know as well as I do. clubs like Arsenal and Chelsea have been very badly infiltrated over the years by other ones who are just knobheads. Yeah, and be like, yeah, bit of a Chelsea fan. <laughs> you're a Hammers fan. Well, bad luck, aren't they? But useless. <laughs> and you're like, fuck off, mate. I met a bloke once after West Ham Fulham away and we're in a pub and it's a bunch of West Ham fans. There's this one guy sat there and he starts talking about he's going, we. I thought we played well in the first half but in the second half we could have done better. And I'm thinking, I don't understand. This doesn't seem relevant to West Ham. I went, hang on a minute. Who do you support? Because I'd assumed he was, he was with my mates. And do you know what he said to me? What? He went, Fulham, you twat! Oh! <laughs> uh, like, oh, really? went, like, what? I just laughed. I was like, "What?" And uh, his mate, the mutual friend, said, "Look, he doesn't quite get the older. Uh, he's more of a. He's more of a rugby man." <laughs> but ever since, his his nickname has been Fulham, you twat. If he ever gets like referred to, but reddin is just full of these cunts, right? It is full of it. It's a fucking plastic club. And, yeah, look, basically what it comes down to is pissing with rain. It was New Year's Day, which I always find depressing anyway. And you've got a load of cunts. In fact, you're watching your team lose 6-0 and you've got a load of cunts in jester hats fucking giving it loads to you. Yeah. And that can scar a man. That night, I didn't take it well, the defeat. Ah. I I took it personally. Right. I got very,
1: still in Reading. I got. Dis- got I was in
0: Reading. Then I managed to get home via all sorts of different bad things, and then in the end, I was sort of like got off a train or thrown out of a cab, quite far from home. And I was calling my wife first. I called up my older brother and I had a go at him for making me support West Ham when I was a kid, <laughs> and he obviously wasn't interested. Happy just put New the phone year. down. Yeah. And then I called my wife and told her to come and find me, and just gave her a rough idea of what part of London I was in. But bless her, she did. Then she took me home and she said, I said, I'll order a curry, we we'll a curry, I'm not cooking. She ordered a curry and then I said, I came out of the toilet and I used to get so drunk that any kind of clothing felt uncomfortable. Ah, get it off! So I came out of the toilet just stripped to my pants. <laughs> and she said, What are you doing? The curry's just arrived. I said, Yeah, I'm fucking eating it in my pants. <laughs> and she said you can't I'm not letting you do that I said I'm fucking doing it it's my fucking home it's 2007 now yeah new rules new rules my rules <laughs> we didn't have kids at the time that would have been horrible for them to see but it still gets brought up a lot in my house <laughs> today. she goes do you remember the time you lost to in 6-0 and, and responded by <laughs> eating a curry in your pants and I'm like alright alright that was a long time ago people change <laughs> yeah. I mean 6-0 Anna <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, Reading there, yeah. yeah. And I think Reading finished above West Ham this season, didn't oh, they? They had a good season.
0: Well, we, we only, I mean, we'll get on to it, but we only fucking escaped relegation on the last day in a yeah, very famous and oh, yeah. life changing way.
1: We'll get on to that mm. quite shortly. Sylvester Stallone went to Everton versus Reading. Do you remember yeah, that? I
0: do remember that. Brilliant.
1: Nothing really that. That was just something that happened. But it was brilliant. It was brilliant, of yeah. course it was, yeah.
0: This, this is, is it! it.
1: In February Manchester United Were nine points clear At the top of the league By the end of February Peter Crouch scored a perfect hat trick For Liverpool um, Left foot Right foot Giraffe neck I don't know Yeah uh, Tom and George Gillette Bought Liverpool For 220 million It all started to go A bit tits up For Rafa Benitez After that Because he didn't Get along with them All that long. Yeah but he'd he had quite a poor away record that season. They'd lost three 0 at Everton. They'd lost a couple of other there's a couple of the heavy defeats away from home. So it was all starting to fall apart for Rafa. Um, March Spurs versus Watford. Paul Robinson, the Spurs scored from 83 yards out from Lovely the free stuff. kick.
0: Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff.
1: Kick sealed across the head of Ben Foster. Always nice to see that kind of thing. Carlos Tevez in March. Scores his first West Ham goal. It took him mm. 20 matches to score. So this 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 deal of Tevez and Mascherano... Mascherano can't get in the team because he's not Hayden Mullins. Yeah. Tevez plays 20 matches and can't score a, a fucking goal. So was it even all that good?
0: Well, it's, it, it, Mascherano never worked out. I think he might have had one good game for West Ham. He never really got a run at it. Um, went on to become a Barcelona legend one of the greatest or... <laughs> players of his generation yeah but he just couldn't fit into the West Ham way well, so. y- some yeah, people can't exactly. do it and uh, Tevez it's not for everyone is it they, you know there's this we'll get onto it but there was this sort of claim that Tevez was saved us from relegation single-handedly, which there are no stats to support that at all. However, he did turn on the start in the last few games of the season, yeah, and played a role, a, a big role, but not the 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 only role in keeping us up. Yeah, but this game was one of the biggest nightmares ever. We, I think we were, I think we were two one down with a minute to go, and Who's we this against? against Spurs, who are you know it's right, pretty yeah. much the biggest game of the season. Yeah. Biggest rivalry we have was you know because we had very rarely come up against Millwall, and we 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 came back and thought we'd won it in the last minute. We scored twice. Tevez scored a free kick. Mark Noble scored. We were three two. You thought this brilliant. It was all but over, and they've gone and equalised and then scored a oh, winner. Fucking four hell. three. It was one of the most heartbreaking results ever. And I ever you know just as against Reading just a month earlier, I had responded badly Nightmare. by stripping off and eating a curry in my pants. Yeah. This game I remember vividly because the way I responded to this, which was even more emotional, I mean, heartbreaking against your big rivals mm. losing like that. Do you know how I responded? Go on. I went to the cinema with my wife to watch <laughs> Music and Lyrics starring Hugh Grant and, and Drew Barrymore. <laughs> and I can admit this now because at the time there was some other film that was slightly more dark that she wanted to see. Yeah. And I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, well, you know, my, you know, like people go, oh, my wife dragged me along to a rom-com. Yeah. My wife doesn't have that kind of shit taste in films. It was me who You said needed it. this. I needed, I head. said, listen, I'm going to fucking tell you, I want to go and see music and lyrics. And you were massively Barrymore drunk at Grant. this point. I wasn't that pissed. Just and I went, pissed. I just need to watch some mindless shit. Yeah. And let's, let us never speak of this ever again. Yeah. And she, she could see I was hurting. She doesn't like this coming from She went, all right, let's do it. Yeah. We went, we watched it, we never spoke about it again. But now we're, we're this many years down the line, it's 11 years later, I can say yeah. that's what happened.
1: Okay, good film.
0: Uh, I can't it did. Remember. It did a job. Let's it did. It did that. the job. It, it was intended.
1: Mm. So after that match, uh, Tevez scored his first West Ham goal, and then I mean, within days, I think it was West Ham were charged by the Premier League for breaking third party ownership regulations mm. about Tevez and Mascarano. And then I mean, you did escape relegation. Let's just say West Ham had quite a bit of luck. You won two one at Blackburn, mm. and Tevez was on the line when a shot came in which was the winning goal I think and it hit him and came out mm. he was also offside when the yeah. shot came in and the goal was given yeah. even though it hadn't crossed the line
0: Yeah, brilliant <laughs> well you need that don't you you
1: do but that's that's monumental it's mm. not just a little slice of luck that's a great big lump of luck with a fucking a bit of cherry on
0: the top and some whipped cream that really kickstarted our great escape I remember we went to Arsenal, I went to that game. I had an away season ticket these days, so I went to all the away games Ooh. as well. And we we won. We were the first team to win at the Emirates. We'd been the last team to win at Highbury, and right. we were the first team to win at the Emirates. We won that 1-0. And then on the last day, I went up to Old Trafford, and, yeah. uh, and we won it, famously 1-0 with a super goal from Tevez. Yeah. And people always pinned our escape from relegation on that sort of image of Tevez going through at Old Trafford and scoring the winning goal against a team who'd already won the championship at a canter and they go and everyone puts it down to that and in all the subsequent bleating by silly old Sheffield United and the court cases everyone thought that was it and you know Bobby Zamora scored more goals than Carlos Tevez in those (laughs) final nine games you know fuck it a lad called George McCartney who played for you as well as us Um, got something like nine assists in that that run you know Mark Noble scored like so it was a team effort but because he scored that goal it was convenient for Sheffield United to say well it was only Tevez who kept West Ham up yeah. and they'd signed him illegally uh, not even illegally they just forgot to submit a bit of an admin
1: By that time he'd already been fined yeah. 5.5 million over the ownership shadiness, yeah, um, he'd avoided a points deduction because I think the FA said it occurred under the previous ownership under Terry Brown.
0: Plus, there and... was no legal precedent for a points deduction. No one, right. there was no, there, there'd been other people where it's it's effectively there there wasn't a piece of crucial paperwork submitted, so it was a, it was basically an admin oversight, right? And we were found not guilty in the initial trial, but Sheffield United would not fucking let up. They were bleeding. They oh, went, they had Neil they went down they because they had a shit team, and Neil Warnock wasn't good enough to keep them up. And we we were good enough to stay up. And it was, I think, it's one of the most sickening things to have ever happened in football. Because I mean, we we rose above it and we fought back. And Sheffield United took millions of pounds off of us. And where are they now? Still nowhere. They've <laughs> ne- they've never come back since. Yeah. We were the ones who had to hand the money over. In the end, we just took it. We took our medicine, yeah. and we've been in the Premier League for the last few years. We came back, but that could have crippled us. It could have sent us under. Yeah, and I think the whole thing was unfair. F- fuck Sean Bean. <laughs> fuck Sean Bean and his march. This, this is, is it. it.
1: It came down to the last day, like you say West Ham won one at Manchester United, but uh, who had already won the league. But Sheffield United played Wigan on that last day, and it was winner takes all. Yeah, because whoever won that match would have stayed up and Wigan won it 2-1 at um, at Bramall Lane so it was in their hands really to stay up as well
0: of course it fucking was Um, of course it was and then fucking Warnock couldn't take the fact that he had failed to mm. fucking beat Wigan that's all he had to do he resigned a few days later he had to beat fucking Wigan (laughs) right we had to go to Old Trafford and beat a team that had Rooney and fucking Ronaldo up front yeah and we fucking did it so Uh, you know and Michael
1: Carrick and he'd Michael bo- he'd Carrick. Gone from West Ham the previous year.
0: No, he, well, he'd gone via Spurs.
1: Oh, it was the Spurs as well. I'll, yeah, I'll we
0: that, sold right. him to Spurs. Right. So, I mean, it was silly. But when we left, there was a lot of aggro outside, weirdly. Even though it was just for United, it was a nothing game. But the West Ham fans had obviously been jubilant. Mm. So perhaps we'd antagonised the United faithful. They
1: are quite easily antagonised. They were
0: antagonised by the fact we'd gone there and been very noisy. And when we came out, um, I was with a couple of mates... And we were confronted by a bunch of lads, you know, all dressed in black with scars around their faces. (laughs) And I'll never forget the come on one of them came to me. This fucking mank came towards me doing the Liam Gallagher walk with his arms out. And he's gone... Contractually obliged. He's gone, hey, fucking come on then, Alf Garnet. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think I might have applauded him for that. sounded just like Fulham's chairman he did diffused, weirdly d- diffused the situation <laughs> yeah well done
1: <laughs> um, that's pretty much the end of the season Manchester United won the league um, Watford and Charlton were also relegated Charlton went down after having seven seasons in the Premier League but of course Kirby had gone uh, Pardew took them down with a little bit of help from Dowie and Les Reid Glenn Roder resigned from Newcastle at the end of the season
0: mm.
1: Sam Allardyce took over Um for the following season because Sam Allardyce had resigned from Bolton with just three games left to play and I think it was one of them I've taken this club as far as I can I think Allardyce kind of thought Real Madrid were going to come in for him because yeah. he, he got them up to like 7th in the Premier League. I
0: think mean, he thought I'll quit he knew that another job was going to come and he mm. thought this way the club who I'm going to won't have to pay yeah. any uh, compensation Is this
1: another allegation?
0: No, board, I, or... I mean it's not even a bad allegation. I just think he, I don't. I'm not saying he'll have, he'll have done a deal with Newcastle already, but I think he thought I might as well quit rather than go through the messy business of a club trying to mm. poach me. I'll take my chances. And to be fair to him, it's fucking worked out because he's been in work ever since. Yeah. A series of lucrative jobs, yeah. all of which have paid him quite a lot of money to leave. Eventually, Yeah, he's got more money than Daniel Leary, and, and he's he, you know he does what he does. He's been all right, hasn't he? Good for him. Mm.
1: Um. We always say goodbye to somebody at the end of each episode and this season's goodbye was Alan Ball, who sadly died at 61. That's at the no age, the as they it's say. It's not, is it? You no, know what I mean? no like, age. At the time, you'd have thought 61's a good innings, but now now. now
0: now, me and you are kind of in our mid-40s. So you think, fuck that. You think 61, that seems Shit. young now. You think, fucking hell, he won the World Cup. He's only 61. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a shame. And Al- Alan Ball died, right, he did run a lot. You would have thought he'd have he a strong did. heart, and but he, you just never know.
1: He had quite a ruddy face as well. So, I mean, m- maybe his heart was just beating. Mm. Maybe his heart was like Sean Wright Phillips's heart, it was bigger his, than his body, bigger than his body.
0: Possibly, I
1: mean, it, it I think w-
0: Alan Ball did manage City for a while, didn't he? He did, of course, yeah, he did. Yeah, so there they, you go. they got, there's they parallels. Famously
1: got relegated. Um, I think they've mentioned it in a previous episode where he thought that they needed oh, yeah. to draw he telling to them hold
0: on. He's telling them to keep it in the corner <laughs> And, Quinn and Quinn going, was... no, Quinn was going we need to score, you <laughs> <Yeah>. mad bastard <laughs> Excellent stuff
1: Oh boy, what a man
0: yeah. And
1: he'd he, he had a heart attack trying to put out a bonfire in his garden that had spread to a nearby fence so, oh
0: God, that's oh awful, Alan, isn't
1: it? oh Alan, what a way to
0: go! Exactly.
1: So goodbye, Alan Ball. Mm. Top scorer of this season was Didier Drogba with twenty goals for Chelsea. Benny McCarthy got eighteen goals for Blackburn.
0: We so ended up signing second. him a couple of years later. He was so and was fat. Good. He never, he never recreated that form.
1: Cristiano Ronaldo seventeen for Manchester United. Wayne Rooney fourteen for Manchester United. Um, that's pretty much about the end of that season. I've got a sponsor quiz for you. If you Great. fancy doing that, yep it's getting quite tricky, I think. I've looked through these. What you I've mean? Thought,
0: the nearer it gets, the harder it is to see.
1: Yeah, I, I thought just just will some get these because yeah. some of them he will. Here we go. Pipex.
0: P- Pipex. Pipex. Pipex.
1: An internet company, internet service provider. Pipex. Internet
0: service provider. Pipex. I'm gonna say Blackburn Rovers. Nope, Fulham. Okay. Um, I don't even know how
1: you pronounce this one. Kyocera. K Y O C E R A. Kyocera. What is it? Fuck knows, mate.
0: I can Google it while you're having a thing.
1: Well, I imagine it probably is, yeah.
0: Um, Everton. K Y.
1: (laughs) Kyocera. Kyocera. Printers, apparently. They do printers.
0: Document Solutions. I'm saying Everton. I'm saying Reading.
1: Uh, Oki. Oki. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know
0: this. I know this. I know this. Yeah. Go on. I can picture it, mate.
1: Yeah, I can as well. Uh, can you look at that league table there for reference.
0: Uh, I'm looking at league table. Come on, son. You can do Everton. it. Everton. Oh, it's fucking Portsmouth. Fuck. Lisa got the colour right. Two more to go. Mansion.com. Mansion.com. Spurs. Yes. Mm.
1: And finally, Chang. Ah, Everton. It's just a wee bit of Chang. Just a wee bit of Chang. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, lads. Everton. What's the
0: big deal?
1: Everton is correct. There we go, then. That's football 2006 2007
0: take it or leave it
1: yeah I don't know I don't know whether that worked or not we might not not fucking do anymore it seemed a bit football-y for me it was a bit too
0: football-y but never mind sorry Um, give us your feedback on Twitter we will fucking print it out and wipe our asses with it
1: we're going to do another one next week and after that we're going to get into Kevin Keegan's book so you know Bye 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 bye